So they spun the goats. They didn't say they spun the goats' hair. They spun the goats. So Chazal say, They did it directly off the back of the off the animal's body. The more the pasuk says explicitly, this was done by women which had a tremendous wisdom. I will had it for an average person in dark. It's not not normal. It's considered doing it in an abnormal fashion. A person will take out one large feather from the, the wings of the bird. After you take it off, you take, you take the, the end, which is, which is very thin. Which you can put, it, you put that into mattresses and pillows. Pillows and mattresses. Uh, you cut that off. The then the other end where it's which has a much thicker um, the the spine of the feather is much thicker. Shukasha which is hard. So you would then take a knife and you would or you would pull up a hand but you would cut off the hairs on each side. And you throw away the, the hard spine. And you use, the, again, the feathers, the, the, the hairs of it um, in your, your pillows and, and mattresses. So the says, so the act of cutting it, so the first the first act of taking it off is goizes. Then when you cut it on top, your chai mechatech. Why? Because mechatech has to be the specific size, because they would measure off what they felt was the good part which was usable at the tip, and they would cut exactly that amount. The kabi lachachan mokim shuroi. He was mocked, but to cut the amount up to the point where it was usable. The guy made a kono ereg kevoyim. What's the kevoyim? He can't And the remaining part, Russia before that they would throw it out, but it says they could use that to weave things. So they also they would cut it to a certain size. And they're taking off the hairs at the bottom is Khabashimachik, it's not Gabi or Hamamachika. We learned the Mishnah person is Mamachik, or he moves the hairs and he softens it off. Okay. So the next step in the process was, um, um, well, we sort of skipped some steps, which we're going to go back to, actually. These aren't the only Gemara's that are going to talk about these Malachas. We'll see them again. There's a whole parakel called Elag Shorim. There's a parakel called Ha'areg. So right now, the Gemara's is going through some basic points in each one of them. Shira Babishkan Hecha. Hecha Havoy. Where was Toysher in the Mishkan? Um, there's no command anywhere to tie anything. Um, Rava, Rava says she came Toysher 
Beistos Oyalim. The Pesach talks about that there were these stakes. S-T-A-K-E-S. There were the stakes which were used to hold down the ends of the um, by the Mishkan, by the Ureas on the Mishkan. So well, what? how do you attach them to the stakes? You would tie them. That's what they had kosher. So the more asked the kosher, so the, the gears on the side says, Omer Abaya. So Abaya says, to Rava. the same thing. Rava. So Rabba said it was not. He changed the gizur to Rabba, and then Abai says to Rabba, "Ahu kosher amanas lahater who." That was a kosher which, um, when you tied it, you tied it with intent of taking it apart. It wasn't something which just had a permanence to it. We'll see later on that that's not going to be chayiv. Um, it might be oser, but it's not chayiv. Elam Rabbiya says, where was kosher? Shken Orge Urios, people who were weaving the um, the it wasn't really curtains, I mean Urias usually means a curtain. The layer on top of the Mishkan which you would lay down um, across across the width of the Mishkan, that was the covering for the Mishkan, so those those Layers on top were were called urias. Shenitzkalahen nima is kosher noisa. So when they were weaving it, and a thread would um, would tear, you would tie together the two ends of the thread, and that would be you would. So you'd be kosher. That's a, that's a, a permanent kashira. Amalei Rabba. So Rabba says back to Abaya. Tiratsta kosher, matama eagle member. You answered where kosher was found in the Mishkan. Where was mata, which is untying? If that's where you found kosher, what you would not untie them. So where is how? Where is mata found in the Mishkan? Vichitema. Maybe you'll answer me the following. The Misrami laid shreik chuti titri b'hadi adari shorichad b'katrichad. So, okay, so you'd have, on your loom, you'd have a few times where a thread snapped, and you would tie it together. And now, eventually, when you make your, make your, your um, garment, you make your, your rios, so you'd have these two knots, and they end up, like, you know, in the process, being next to each other. So make it, it'll make, make it bulky. So now, the, that once that's already in the garment, if you untie one, it's not going to unravel all the way to the end. The pressure of all the things around it will hold it in place. So you can untie one to remove, to relieve the bulkiness. So that's where you had matter in the Mishkan. Was in case you had these two types of knots together, you would do that. So Morris says, um, You would not use such types of materials in front of a, a human king. So you would you do that type of that's like you know that, that's that's not professional work, that's this clumsy type you get you know you don't use for for royalty. 
Vitema Rebbe Eloi. So where did you have kosher and matir in the Mishkan? Shekain Tzadi Chalazan, those who went out to capture the Chalazan, to die the things which needed Chalazan, Tchelis, kosher and matir, and they would be kosher and matir, their nets. And that's where they would have kosher and matir. There was, as you would make the nets, you would add on threads through kshira. And sometimes the whole thing was too large. It would not work for what you wanted to accomplish. And you would remove threads, um, ropes. That was mat. Yes, it doesn't. You know, it's like... Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, what? Right. So, so you can't go buy the knife to sharpen it. Right. So, so you see how you know we talk about malachas a mishkan. Anything, 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 anything which was involved in making the mishkan was called malachas a mishkan. Okay. Let's see, Rashi. Um, we used this oilin the stakes. They would put these stakes in the ground. And then the, the, there was ropes which went from the end of the Arias to these stakes and you would tie them. So he says, because any moment you were taking the Mishkan, um, you're going to be taking, untying it and taking it somewhere else. And the, what's wrong with that? Rashi says, okay, A kasher which is not made to stay is not chayyim. So specifically by, by, by kosher, such a thing would not be chayyim. Bone, you have the same kasher. In other words, in the of Mishkan, there are many things which are made to make the items. Where is bone? There's no bone in making the items. Bone was putting the Mishkan together. Well, hey, it's Bonamanas the Sosa. You're going to be taking it apart at some point in time. But there's no such Ptur as Bonamanas the There is a Ptur by Kersh Amanas Lahatu. I mean, there is a council opinion that has some, some level of permanence. Um, but not the same, it doesn't work with the same principles as Kersh. Um, it's a good question. Um, that is seems to be Mechlekes and Mishayim is there some you know what the definition of of, of Kayama is Kayama means you, you're putting it with intent just to leave it there you're walking away from it or leaving it there for a very long time is that called Kayama or not that seems to be Mechlekes and Mishayim um, what's, what was interesting about the Mishkan was they didn't know so uh, I'm sure how that plays out over here. So that you would have um, two knots next to each other. In that situation, and after you've woven it already, so again, you would tie them together while they're on the loom. After you would weave it, you would untie one now. It would stick out. The, the, the Morris language is you would, at that point in time, you would loosen one and tie one. You wouldn't really tie one, it means you'd leave it tied. 
Hasha in front of a Melbos Adam Enosin. Why Shekish Matiro Nira Haneka Biri? It leaves a little bit of, a, of, a, of an opening there. It's a little bit of a hole. Shirtel Hayikfulim Shisha. Remember, they, they, their threads were very thick threads. It wasn't very fine thread, which would be would be unnoticed. It was their their threads were um, were a six ply. Boyagasim, they were thick. So so that's so. What was the answer? Mitzchilah used reason mikach. They were they were they were they were uh, careful with this. That that it shouldn't come. They would estimate if they would have a problem with the loom that, that you know it would snap. They would make sure they didn't get near each other. Um, they would have two knots near each other. You would leave one. You would tie one. They would remove the other, other, the other thread. They would cut it off. You know, if you have it snaps here, instead of tying it here, you would tie it here and tie it here so it wouldn't be next to the other one which, which, which had snapped them and there was a knot over here. So you'd have one where the knot would be here. If the next one snaps near that, instead of making the, the knot there and ending up with two knots next to each other, you would cut out a whole segment and replace it and ha- otherwise. You would replace it with a long thread. You would tie it at those ends. You would, you would never have two knots next to each other. They would use the, the, the dam of the trellis, like the more is going to say, to, to dye it. The dam of the Cholosan to dye the trellis. Who came in that cotton is a small fish, like a small fish. Michelle the Moore says it comes up once every, come, would, would come around once every 70 years. Therefore, the, the trellis was quite expensive because it was quite rare. Cushion of material. She called Rashosh's Asuyos Kshorim Kshorim. I mean, nets are just you know just made of a lot of lot of things knotted together. They're, they're permanent knots. Sometimes you would have to extend one. Um, you take one thread. You take the ropes from the the, the your your uh, cord from one. Take it off one. Attach it to a different one. Something more. But ever say tvirus, person would would make the, the malacha of tofer of sewing has to have two stitches. Two stitches means an in and out. That's what that's what shetiris is. Morse says holy kaimi. But if you do that, it'll pull out. So it's not. It doesn't have a permanence to it. It's not a, not a valid malacha. Just one in and one out. He's not going to be tie on tie for that case unless he would tie off, tie it off. That that'll hold it in place. Sakrashi, holy kaimi, hachi. It's not going to stay thus. Bottom line, Rashi. To like kaimi, we keep the kaimi lav malachi. If it's not going to last, it's not considered a valid malacha. It's not done properly. If you make a knot of the two ends of the thread, that stitch would hold. 
So then the mission says there was a malacha of kareya, which is uh, so you, which is tearing apart something which is sewn. But it, that's, that is a destructive act. So the mission says you only for with intent to re-sew it or to sew it. Um, now there's a big machlokes rishanim. Mishabura talks about. Um, I'm not sure. Based on the and others, is that a defining element in the malacha, or it just it means it has to be something which is positive, which is not not destructive? So if I can get you a a constructive act, a positive act. But it's not Amanas Litvor. Is that considered the Malacha of Kareya or not? Um, some examples that he, that he discusses. You, you remember the aerograms, right? Remember the, the, so you want to tear it open to read it. You're not going to put it back together again. But that, that's a constructive act. That's how you're able to read it. So is that the Malacha or not? It's pretty, you know, so that's that that that's machlokes whether that's considered the malacha or not because it wasn't amanas litvor but it was a positive act etc. He's my you know he's my pasnas l'chumra also because you're dealing with cheshash but the rice whereas um, the envelope he says you could argue is considered even though you're opening the envelope to get the contents but in the envelope itself it's a destructive act. You destroy the envelope to get the contents. So even though it's, you have a positive purpose, that's the, the, what you're doing is actually destructive. Whereas, but in the aerogram, what you're doing is it's not destructive. That's what makes this it, this thing itself usable. You can't read it otherwise. So, in the case of uh, an envelope, if you'd have a situation where you'd have something which was have some rupa. You need you to have a mere lakum to tear open the envelope to read the contents. Maybe you could, that's a shoes to shoes. Lakum has to be mutter. So you can have the goy open it up and you'll read the letter which is inside the envelope. In the case of the aerogram, you couldn't you couldn't do that because it's a, you tell them go to do malach the rice. That's not mutter. We have some rupa. Where was where was Kareya in the Mishkan? Rabbah, Rabbi Zero, Dami Tabayo, both Rabbi Zero, both said the same idea. Shkain Yeriya, Shanofa, Bodarna, Karen, Bo, Betarfanusa. If a um, if a um, a worm would would which would uh, eat away some of the the, the thread. So the way you would do it is now you have this hole there. You find the worm, find the insect, and you pull out the insect, and you have a hole. So you would tear up the up and down that piece, and then then sew it back together again in a way that you would get rid of the hole. So you would you have to be kareya above and below the hole to allow you to now have what to work with to sew it back together again and, and remove the traces of the hole which was there.
Well, there you had an option because that was that was that that was that was um, um, a cra- shoddy, you know, craftsmanship. You could, there's ways of doing it. They shouldn't over here. What are you supposed to do? If, if, if the knot fell in, the knot fell in. You could replace the piece, I guess. But I guess that 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 they felt was not not your, not not your responsibility. Amar Rav Zutra Bar Tovia, Amar Rav Hamaseach Chut Shel Tfira B'Shabes Is Chayiv Chatos. So if you have a um, a thread which is coming out. Which you know, therefore, you have your your garment is uh, what do you call that? It's, it's, no, it's not. It's like you get a thread which pulls, so the whole garment gets this this uh, fold, folds up. So you pull it, you you pull it, and therefore now straightening out the garment. So you're pulling the thread back into the garment. Well, you're doing typher of now of making. That's really like making stitches. This thread was sticking out. Out of the out of your, your here's your garments here and here's this thread sticking out as you t- tighten as you loosen the the, the garment so the, the thread is being pulled back in well really what's happening is the thread now is going in and out in and out you just decipher right yeah you're, this part of the thread which is out of there was hanging free and now it's it's woven in so that's typher. That's true, but this thread and now is moving. Yeah, as you're creating it now, it's your, your, but you're making this thread go in and out. That's true, but the, the, that, the, that's irrelevant. The same, but that's true, but this piece of thread, which is not part of the garment, was not going in and out, and now it is. So you've made something, you've done typhoon. Right. Um... So Rashi seems to say the case, which is a little, a little bit different, was it actually would start to separate. I, I can't picture Rashi's case. But the Poiskim said the, the case I just told you is also goes under this thing. Rashi's case is, I'm not sure exactly how Rashi pictures it. Like, Rashi has it, you know, it was, the way Rashi pictures the case was that you would have two pieces of garment that a seam, the thread which held the seam together, was coming out, and therefore the two parts were coming apart. And as you pull it, you tighten it, the two parts will come back together again, and that's considered typhoon. Now, R- Rashi, the next, next piece of Gemara, the Mark goes off with a totally different topic. Um, Rashi says that Rizutra Bartuvia heard from Rav these three statements. That, I won't go into it yet. Let me just finish my sentence. Um, so before... Rizutra Bartuvia heard all these three things from Rav at the same time, so he sort of stuck them together. He should, he should remember them. Yes. That's a machlokus. That's a machlokus. So Rashi's case is two pieces of fabric. Well, Rashi Rashi in this case over here was two pieces of fabric, but there are others who said that you don't you don't need that. That's a, what's very nagay is Korea then. If the definition of tefillah is two pieces of fabric, the definition of kareya also is two pieces of fabric. So there's a shulchan aruch rab who says that kareya is only on the seam. According to that, the mishabur comes out not like that. The kareya even not on the seam is also called kareya, which is very negative because 
one of the holders of Kareya is the Ramam says is taking two pieces of paper and gluing them together is called Taifur, and tearing them apart is called Kareya. And that's all, all of your opening up your bags, your, all the type of things, is the Malacha of is Kareya. It's two pieces put together and taking it apart. It's only Kareya if you tear it out in the sea. But the Berlacha comes out not like that. You have to be Kharishish. That is Kareya even not in the sea. But the Paisen do arm it sarf, it is a sad hatter. If you're Kareya not in the sea, at least Kharishish is not Kareya. You know, so that's where. And that's the flip side of what the Taifur is with Afka. The quintessential Taifur is two, two pieces of garment put together. That you would have Taifur. Um. But uh, which was clearly done in the Michigan, you would you would there was you sew you you would sew the areas together. Um, but it's not clear that that's it's limited to that. But I, I I can't picture Rashi's case exactly how that would work. I guess just because it gets out long, they come apart. I suppose I can't picture them and see it. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, unless maybe it means just thinking like you know, so your your stitches instead of being very tight start becoming like this. You pull the ends, you make you make it longer. Then you're tightening up. That's maybe that's the case. Okay, thank you. Okay, now the more goes off into a totally different. Again, these two these other two statements are not negated to the Hilfus Shabbos. A person who learns to, learns something from the Mogush, we'll see what a Mogush is in a second, is of Misa. So the Mora is going to bring him a Chloyke, exactly what a Mogush is, but the, the, the Rav understood a Mogush was a person who was a Min, um, which is, a, which Rashi in all places in Shas says Amin was a person who was extremely uh, attached to a Vodazora. So even though what you're learning from him is Divrei Torah or whatever it is, but there's a, a there's a danger of learning from him would get would can allow you to be connected to him, and therefore you're going he's he's going to eventually take the person and bring him to a Vodazora. Um, Therefore, I'm not sure the Chiyav Misa over here means the Chiyav Misa de Shemayim. I'm not sure exactly what the Chiyav Misa is. Um, it's interesting, the Paiskim, when they, they talk about it, they talk about it, you know, clearly that would apply with, from the person, the, the person, in person. What about reading his writings? So the Paiskim are are on that also. You, know, you shouldn't be reading the writings of this person who's a known... Uh, about Azarnik, because you start reading his writings, even though you're reading his writings about mathematics, but next thing you know, you're reading, you'll, you'll, he'll throw in something about who knows what. Which is why um, there is one of the complaints about you know, some you, you, you can't read the writings of the church fathers about the, the Old Testament and their explanations because you don't know what they're going to be throwing in over there about about uh, um, their their Zara things, etc. Uh, Rabbi Klein has a chuva. Interesting, I, this, you know, the, the Jastro Dictionary. 
So I once asked Rashiva Rupaim Shabashlema, I asked him about, you know, using it. Is it proper to use it? So the, the assumption is that he was a conservative you know, he, he was he was on the the staff in Hebrew Union College and he was a conservative Jew. Um, and he told me he says translation of the word is not a problem. That's not called learning something from him. But he, after he translated, he usually quotes the Gemara. He says that's called learning. You're learning, learning from a person who his his personal opinion is, is, is approach is not not Torah proper. So you should not get involved in learning Torah from such a person. You're reading his, you know, as, as in the paragraph he would explain Gemara's. You should not be learning Gemara's from him. I found afterwards that the Ramanaja Klein and Chuba says exactly that point, and he bases it on this Gemara, and he, he calls him a Mogish. He says, whoa, like, that's pretty heavy. But he applies the Gemara over here, and I, this Gemara over here, that's called Lamed HaRechem, and a Mogish, you shouldn't do it. You should, the translation of the word is Mutter. I'm not sure even says that part, but I'm sure the translation is not a problem. That's, that's just, touch of word is not called learning from him. But when he explains the Gemara, you shouldn't be learning from him. Um, some guy told me afterwards, he says he wasn't really conservative. I said, you know, I, I can't get involved in that. You know, it, I don't know that, you know, the historical facts, this, that other thing. But assuming that would be so, that would be the, the, the proper approach. The third statement that Rav said, person who has the ability to get involved in, in processing how the tkupas and the mazolos work, the different seasons and the mazolos work, and he doesn't get involved in it, you should not say nice things about him. Um, he's doing something improper, and therefore we have to, uh, you, you can't call him a good person, he's doing something wrong by not getting involved in those calculations. The more we can go back to these two points. Magushta, what is a Magushta? Ravish, well, it's closely Ravish. Mocharam, Recharshi, that he was a Mechashef, a person who did Kishuf. Mocharam, Gidufi, is a person who was involved in Avodazor to the point that he was constantly insulting a Kodesh Borochu. So, more says, Testai, and let's prove that Rav, the Omar Gidufi, Rav is the one who said he was a Gidufi. Um, the person who learns something from the Mogish is Chayav Misa. Why? So, these are the because if you would understand that Rav was the one who understood the Mogish meant Acharshi, one of those, those Kishuv. Haksi, there's a Posik. Last expression was, you should not learn to do. And Chazal Darshan, you're allowed to learn how to do Kishuv to be able to pass in halachas of Kishuv. What's Osir, what's Mutter, what's Chai, what's not. She allowed to go to the Kishuv Macher, you know, the local Kishuv Macher, and says, Explain to me how you do this stuff. Now I'm going to kill you afterwards anyway, but that's size of the point. But meanwhile, let me, you know, let me how you. So he would know how to pass it. So they were, you know, the more has we had it said headed. If you remember, the more discusses about how Rabbi Kiva knew how to do kishuf and moving the kishuim from one place to the other place and all those different things. They know how to do it because that they had to be able to pass it on it, and, the, and the, it's based on a pasuk. So what's apparently you're allowed to learn it, but if you learn it about the gedufi, the guy who is, who's involved in about his order to the point that he's constantly insulting Kodesh Baruch etc., you can't learn from this fellow. You're, so that's a, that's a valid point this time. Okay, that's the 
Mogish part. What about the Tkufas Mazolus part? Oh, Roshim and Pazim, Roshim and Levi, Shabar Kapor, Kol Yudei Lachashet Tkufas Mazolus. A person who has the ability to uh, understand these concepts and calculate them, Ben Roshim, he doesn't do it. Allah Bakas of Omer, on him the Pasuk applies, Vespoil Hashem lo yabitu, Masayodav lo yrohu. That they did not look into the, 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 the creations of Hashem, the, work, the handiwork of HaKadosh Baruch Remember, Shmuel was one of the biggest Bekiyam in Tkufas and Mazolus, right? So he quotes from his Rebbe Rebbeinusen that it's a mitzvah to learn Tkufas and Mazolus. You should be careful, that your person, you should be careful with the, the, the words of Torah. Because it is your 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 wisdom and your knowledge in the eyes of the nations. What wisdom and knowledge was there which was in the eyes of the nations? The other na- other nations. This is the calculations of the kubas and mazolos, which is something which um, the other nations were able to appreciate the wisdom of the chachamim that they would have this tremendous knowledge and be able to make these calculations. Um, I will tell you, I mean, the little I, that I have read about it and, and, you know, heard about it and, you know, and seen, it, it, it's tremendous what the Chazal knew. I'll just give you one example. I was just listening to a tape. There's a fellow in Cleveland, formerly in Cleveland, I was in Israel. The fellow, he's a construction worker. He, he worked in construction. Tamachachem. He's living in Carlton. He gave a he works half part time and he flies back to Cleveland, does work, and goes back there. So he learns the Kabbalah. Um, he's a tremendous bucky in, in Tkufas and Mazolas, and you know the, the astronomy, the calculations. And he gave a gave a sheer. Um, I, I read his. He wrote a sefer. Tremendous not working. I read read through it. You just sit there and follow it. It's. Uh, when we did Rosh Hashanah. I used it a few times. I, I think I showed it to a little country called Dishmaya. The little book that I brought in. So he gave a shear. Uh, I was just listening to the car now, Ben Isman. And, uh, yeah. So he gave a shear where he was explaining. Where, you know, I read through it in the book. You know, the, the different types of calculations of how you make the, 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 the how long it takes for the, the moon to revolve around the earth. So we know we have we have from from Chazal. You know, your, your 29 days, 12 hours, and 44 minutes and one chalik. 793 chalak, 797 chalak, whatever, right? 793, 797, whatever. Right? That's an average time. It says it can be from this this length to this length, and what what defines it? Why it's so? When types of years, the parts of the year does it happen? Um, you know, depending on where the, 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 where the Earth is vis-à-vis the Sun, because the Earth's orbit is, is an elliptical, uh, and the, the Moon's orbit is elliptical. And at the apogee versus the perigee, the speed, of, the speed that it moves is quicker versus, versus slower, and that would impact... The, the, and you're just making this, you're just going on and on and explaining this thing, you know. So the, that's the Mishnah, so over there, Rosh Hashanah, which we talked about, Sometimes it goes quicker, sometimes it goes slower. And the Ramah has all these calculations. He says you can, you can without studying any other astronomy, you can just read the calculations of the Ramah and figure this all out. 
in the people of the Chazanish, etc. They had they had wrote whole treatises to explain these you know the different kashas of the Rambam, the kibrayas of the Rambam, the calculation, the, 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 these long mathematical calculations of the Chazanish dealing with you know one one you know one eighteen hundred eighteen thousandth you know etc. Like they're, they're making these calculations. There's a tremendous chachma that they had. I mean, even nowadays, the average month, the calculation which we have, is different. I think from the the calculation of the, the you know your 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 NASA calculation is a difference of like point something of a second, the point zero three of a second. That's the difference with that you're dealing with. Or three seconds, something like that. Remember, the, the difference is like you're talking about that type of precision of Chazal. Three thousand, you know, two thousand years ago, he just comes along to the Greeks and says, "How do you know that?" Like you know, you know, we just spent you know fifty years of our life trying to make this calculation, and figure it out, you know, and you know, and you figured it, you knew it, you know, and they'd be able to calculate. So it was tremendous chokhmah that Klai Yisrael had. There another thing, Chaparashi over here. To last, there was a worm. would make a small hole, but Olga, which is round, the circle, Kroyel, the Matzah, the Mal, you would then tear. Above and below the hole, as a nekev, because otherwise it would make the the sewing together it would be wrinkled, it would would be bumpy. Also, not clear exactly what what Rashi is picturing on that. which is already sewn, the the thread was not tied off perfectly at the end. Therefore, it's a little bit longer, so what could happen is it can spread. I'm just not finally figure out this Rashi, thank you. So the two pieces of the garment would separate. It makes us partially. Um, and the tfiris would, would extend. Um, the stitches would extend. So now you'd pull on the end. You'd pull, and then, it, then it would attach together again. Okay, um, that's considered an act of being tired for bechayiv. It's a min which pulls a person into bezora. I feel the You can't learn even divartara from him, which he's saying properly. But we don't want you getting involved in learning from such a person. So he heard these three statements of Rav at the same time, so he put them into his... And they learned about Pat. So he reviewed them together, because he just heard them that day from him together. And he reviewed them together, and he would say them over together. The phrase of Amgusha, which you find in Shas, what does it mean? Rav Shmuel, they argue. It's a min whose other is like stuck to Avodah he's very very attached to Avodah he also constantly cursing and he, he missionizes to do Avodah so Rav holds because Keep um, you can't learn in order to do. But Lahovin learn Shatukulamad Bahim to understand them. You need to know. 
So this Navi did this, this, this proof that he's saying the truth. Hey, he's a Navi Shekhar. How do you know? Because I know Kishrib. I know what he did. You understand what's going on. So Tisana Gadufi, who Rav holds Gadufi, he'll call the word Dibre Vodazora, be stalk me a law of Shlo Yashiacha. You shouldn't be, be convincing the Vodazora, stay away from him. This is an obvious, it's nicker to them, it's noticeable to them. Shemar Lehem Simon, the dwarf of Behilach Achama, the Mazolas, they can explain how the, the sun moves through the different Mazolas. Shemirim, the dwarf of. Rashi says there was astrology involved. This year will be um, more rainy. He can it'll work out like that. This year is going to be more sunny. He can it turns out like that. Depending on the sun, moved through, through the constellations. The mazel totally, it's all totally mazel. Depends how the sun goes through the, the constellations. Now, because as the sun moves through the sky, there's your, your constellations in the background, and the sun seemingly revolves around the earth and it, in that the, that revolution that it makes it's going to be seen against the backdrop of different mazolas that's, that's what it means it moves to the different mazolas so that the, the astrology which cal- you're able to calculate when it's going into what will have different impacts okay we'll have to stop we can do a little more Hasad Svi this is a very um, uh, important piece we're talking about Hasad Chalazin Person who captures the chalazit, the poitzay, and then would, would pulverize it to get out the liquid. Erechayvalach is only have one, one, um, one chatas for the, the tzedah. but he's not chay for the psiya. So he would squeeze it. Rashi says he would, to put, get out the blood. Um he's chay twice. Show your That's the remember that the malach of dosh. Is to separate the, the kernel to break off the kernel from the, sh- the stalk to get the usual item by, by s- breaking it apart. So we said we said then. So the block of cholev of milking is the same thing. There's this usable thing inside of there. You squeeze it out. That's in in, in in effect. It's breaking the milk out of that which is holding it. So squeezing out the blood of the of the chalazin should be the same thing. So it's considered dish. So the more says, okay, I'm going my time at the Rabbonon. So why did the Chabon not say that? Because ain't dish alab l'gluli karka. They said, dish alab l'gluli karka. Now the Ramam Paskins, that's only because chalazin is in the, in the water. Anything which grows on the ground, l'gluli karka sometimes is used in the means that which grows ex- directly out of the ground. The Ramam says over here it's being used to refer to anything which walks on the ground and benefits from the items which grow off the ground. Gedulim the Gedulim is called. Uh, it says, so human beings, animals, etc., there'd be a din of dosh. There's no din dosh on uh, someone which grows in the water. And that's how the Ramah says, we'll hold it here.